from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry products of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277-250-420 or plus 233 249 3361 Email us revismila at gmail.com Visit our website Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. your battle, the battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said she will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. One of the things that I enjoy in life is to fall in love with God every day. One of the things I don't tolerate in life is to see people mess up with God. You become my enemy. One of the things I don't enjoy in life is to take God's presence for granted. Because in all my life, what I have seen is that if there is no God, then I don't exist. Some of you might depend on your material things or depend on your connections or depend on your beauty or depend on whatever it is. But let me tell you, those things are vanity. They will fade and pass away. But there is one thing that all of us on this earth have had an opportunity to do. We are saving for a future bank where we are going to withdraw. In that place, there is no partiality. How you are living your life now is being recorded every moment and every second. You have no clue. And that is what is going to speak for you tomorrow before the presence of God. Because before his presence, you don't have words to speak. You will not talk. He is going to do the talking. But what will vindicate you and I is the little things we do in his presence. That we honor his value, his presence. And that is what is going to defend us. In fact, that is the the surety of our defense in the court of God. That place, you can't hire lawyers. You, you can't bring in into the chambers the season and the finest lawyers. Because the judge himself is sitting in a throne. So ladies and gentlemen, don't play with God's presence. Anything about God, don't joke with it. I beg you. Because if you cut through the crossfire of God, you are gone. One of the things you should understand is that even those that worship idols, they don't joke with the idol. Have you really seen somebody worship an idol and he plays with God with the idol before? Or he plays with a shrine? Those that does it, you see what happens to them? 
How much more the jealous God? Tell somebody your heart needs to be true with God. Listen, all this journey about Christianity and all those things, don't listen to the foolishness that is going on and think that is, is justified. Though. And, and believe that is the order of the day of Christianity. Bible says that God knows his own. And let those who call upon the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. So don't deceive yourself at all. Don't look at the disco kind of Christianity and think that is, that is, a, that is the endorsement of God for your life. Or for how God or the church should be like. In the midst of the chaos and the nonsense and the foolishness, God knows those who are genuine and are serving him. And I want you to be one of them who are genuinely serving God and not following the nonsense. This morning, I want to speak to you on the family and relationship like I told you. I've started already. And I want you to encourage each and every one that is here. Issues of families are very critical. Nations are going through challenges. Homes are going through challenges. Businesses are going through challenges. It's all because of the breakdown of the system of, of families or relationship. So it's becoming increasingly difficult for things to go on. Any human being, no matter what it is, came from a family. Now the kind of life you are exposed to will determine who you become or what becomes of you. Because the problem I have realized is that most of the time when we are talking of issues of relationships and marriages, some of us feel that because we have married for a long time, or some of us feel that, listen, this one, we have passed through the stage. We don't need it. So it's for the young ones that are coming. But hear me, you know the problems you are going through in your marriage. And one just word can help you solve the problem. And listen, the ministry of marriage and relationship is not how long you have married and how long you have stayed with your wife. It is a calling and a grace that comes upon a man to speak. So you might probably have married longer than I do. Or you have had an experience more than you think I have. But because God has called me into that office, he's given me a special grace and uniqueness you don't have. And that is what you need to save you from your relationship and from your challenge. On Friday, we prayed here for families. And it was a very fantastic and a very strong presence of God. We interceded for our husband, interceded for our wives, interceded for our children. In fact, God gave us a revelation to even speak into the years and future, into our generations. But where were you? And you know, most of you know, the kind of things you are going through. You see, one of the things you shouldn't run away from God is to pretend you are okay when you are not okay. The church is an institution to be able to deal with your challenges and not to come and, 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 and stir your, uh, what do you call it, uh, 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 your, your joy for you to just be, be. It's, not, it's, not, it's not like a cocaine or whatever it is for you to take it. It is a serious business. So anytime you hear issues or a call for something, please make yourself available. There are some of you, your marriage is just hanging on a thin thread of divorce. Some of you, you are in relationship now. The gentleman is not even helping you. You are growing. And you don't think you need knowledge. There are people that are suffering. I've met people who say, Pastor, I chanced on your book. They are not my members. He said, I chanced on your marriage book. And he has saved my marriage. I was on counseling hour with Reverend Tete Jangba. And somebody came and said, Pastor, 
I listened to you on counseling hour and from listening to you, he said that even solved a problem in my marriage and my marriage is going on. The devil is after relationships. Church, let us wake up and let's stop playing games. You, you can have all the monies in this world, but if you have a bad relationship, you are as good as dead. You can have all the money in this world, but if you don't have happiness in your marriage, you are just a dead being walking around. Deceiving everybody with your makeup or deceiving everybody with your suit and your tie. It is just a matter of time. Because of marriage and relationship, people have messed up in their workplaces. People have messed up with their opportunities. God has lifted them. But because of the challenges and and the issues of relationship, they have come down to zero. It wasn't them to do it, but this is what happened to them. People have committed suicide. People have died. They've cut short their dreams, their, their, their pursuance, and everything because of what? Relationship and marriage. So the issue of relationship and marriage is not a child's play. And don't let us take it for granted. The church has not made room to teach more on postmarital sections. These are the things that we can do to be able to savage and wrestle certain things that is going on. And the nonsense that is going on in relation and marriage. As if marriage and relationship is like a soap opera. The soap opera you watch doesn't exist. Because it's a fiction. And anything about fiction is not a reality. It's just to act. There are people who are acting in these movies and you can look at them and think their marriage is excellent. But they have divorced several times and they are married several times. And their life itself is hell. They are only living on drug to be able to be happy. But yet they are in the marriage. It's about time we have to hear the truth. The challenge that is killing the church is that the church is running away from the truth. But I believe God has called me to turn the heart of the people back onto God. So when I'm preaching the word of God, I don't look at your face. I listen to what God wants to tell me. So that tomorrow you will not stand before God and tell me that my pastor didn't teach me this. But before the Lord, none of you here who are my members can have an excuse before God. Believe you me. If you make hell, you are a disappointment to the kingdom. Because everything that you needed to know, you were taught. But what do you do with it? Open your Bibles with me to the book of Songs of Solomon, chapter 3. Don't let the environment we live in and what we have and we drive in deceive us and think everything is well. You can live in Trasaco or live in anywhere, but somebody can be in a kiosk, but he's enjoying his marriage more than you. He says, by night on my bed, I sought the one I love. I sought him, but I did not find him. I will rise now, I said, and go about the city. In the streets and in the squares, I will seek the one I love. I sought him, but I did not find him. The watchmen who go about the city found me. I said, have you seen the one I love? Scarcely had I passed by them when I found the one I love. I heard him and would not let him go until I had brought him to the house of my mother and into the chamber of her who conceived me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazers or by the doers of the field, do not stir up or nor awaken love until it pleases. 
Tell somebody, do not stare up. Nor awaken love. Until it is pleases. This scripture from the greatest romantic man who ever lived on earth. King Solomon. Wrote this thing very, very well and well crafted. And I know those days, young guys, and I, mean, I don't know whether still you do it. When you don't have any words for a woman, you go and borrow some of these words. And you write a long letter for the woman to read it. It's important for you to know that what he said in the conclusion is that the issues of love or the issues that pertains to the heart are not things you can joke with or play with. So, he's trying to say that when you know you are not matured yet to handle the dynamics and the challenges and the confusion of love, then don't even stir it up in your heart. You meet a lot of people that tells you that my heart is broken. And as you are listening to me, if I want to take census of this house right now, there, is, there will be almost about 99% of you sitting here whose heart are broken. In fact, you are trying to heal wounds right from the days of school to even now. It's just a pile up of things you are dealing with. From those that are caught in to those that are already married. So the issues of love are not just common or easy. As if you see it, like people who think they can go to the shop and buy something and in advance, well, if you don't need it, you can go and change it. Love is irreplaceable. Tell somebody, love is irreplaceable. It is not something you can pick and choose and replace if you want it. And ladies and gentlemen, divorce is not as easy as you see it to be. It's like when I marry and it's not where I can work out. No problem. But I ask anybody that has married and worked out and tell them, I ask them whether their life has really been the same. So Solomon is saying that, listen, look at the stress that Solomon have to go through. He said, by night on my bed, I saw the one I love. The one you love always preoccupies and occupies your mind. Whenever you take the journey of love, it consumes you. The deception to think that I will love somebody and my heart is not in it is a lie. Because love stands from the center of the issues of your heart. And God created it to be so. Even where you want to be a playboy or you want to be a, a, a woman who can play with men, you even feel it. So there is nothing like trying to hide behind love and think that once I am in it, I will just be in it, but my heart is not. It's a lie. Love is so subtle that when you are in it, you don't know that you are drifting away. Before you realize you have drifted away, you are already consumed with that thing. And living becomes a challenge. But the irony is that a lot of us looks at marriage and relationship or relationship issues as trivial and as not important. In fact, Steady has shown and proven that the effectiveness and performance of even people delivering at their workplace or in business is premise or is dependent upon the quality of the relationship they even have. Because the issues of relationship is the only thing that can deep, 
deeper into your thinking and your rationality and even how you put things together or even how consistent and cohesion you have. It has also been proven that people who have sound marital relationship or have sound relationships from either their homes or among themselves are able to deliver better and perform better in every area they for because it gives you a, a certain sense of adrenaline and drive and motivation to be able to act. So it is not something you can even joke with. Whether in sports or in business or in, in, in politics or in, in ministry, whatever area or endeavor you find yourself, the issue of marriage and relationship or love is very, very critical. He said, by night on my bed, I sought the one I love. I sought him, I did not find him. I will rise now. Love can make you do things that you naturally wouldn't have thought you want to do. Love can make you travel distances you never expected you wanted to travel. Love can make you do some crazy things you did not intend to do them. If a love can make you hate people, you naturally wouldn't have hated them. Because of love. So it's a very serious thing. Tell somebody it's a very serious thing. When I look at the young guys of today, I look at people today with their patua and with their everything and they think that look, uh, everything is about sex. See, love is beyond sex. Sex is the minutest part of the whole thing of relationship. Believe you me. But the whole issue of relationship is about two hearts. It's about life. It is about the pulsating of your blood. So anytime issues of love come in, your blood rises. That is why people can kill for love. So it's not a joke. It's not that fantastic kind of thing we are thinking it is. The charade we are putting on to think it's love. You see people today, and this is my boyfriend, and tomorrow this is my girlfriend, and tomorrow this is my this, and tomorrow this is my that. She have not understood love. Listen to me. Love is not a soap opera. It's a reality. It's a life to live. And if you joke with it, you die before your time. It has been proven out of shocks of relation marriages. Different kinds of sicknesses can even affect your life because of love. So, having knowledge or information about love and relationship is not a child thing. In fact, it is as, it is very important as the very air you and I breathe. The question I want to ask you is that when was the last time you invested in any material that can teach you something about love and marriage? There are some people in marriage today, your relationship is as boring as anything. There is no life in the relationship. You come out for people to see you, you are in it. But in the home, you know what is going on. There are some of you, you are living together. For years, you have not even had sex. You don't even know what your wife does, what your husband does. There are people today, if you should check in your homes, you, you will realize that the whole place is as dry as anything. But you have to pretend for people to see that everything is alright. You are people today who you say you are courting or you are in a relationship. 
But you and I know that you want your friends just to know that there's a guy around you, but you know, and you know that that guy is not there. And you are always dying in silence. And you are pretending it's all right. There's a man here, you know, your wife is like a hell in your back. The only thing is that you are a believer, so you need to manage it like that. And there is a lady, you, you know your husband is, 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 is a pain in the neck. But what will society see? So you are managing it. They will hit you like punches in the house. When they find it, you said, oh, it is nothing. I hit my head against the wall. Tell somebody, don't joke with the issues of love. So when you hear the sound, run to the place. There are people today, no matter what you give them in life, they will tell you they will never marry. And that has damaged their life. Go to all kinds of psychiatry and certain people are taking certain kind of drugs today, like like depression drugs and all those things because of the challenges they they faced in marriage and relationship. Come with me. I'm dealing with you on communication and conflict resolution in marriage. Leo tells you, Leo is, is, is one of the greatest writers, poets, whatever in those days. Tells too. He said, what counts in making a happy marriage is not so much how compatible you are, but how you deal with incompatibility. I take it again. What counts in making a happy marriage or relationship is not so much how compatible you are. But how you deal with incompatibility. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? The question is, it's not how compatible we, we are together. No, 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 that is not it. But how do you deal with that incompatibility that is between Because no two people can be the same. Hello? The problem we are having in relationship and, and in marriages is because the man or the woman, the man wants the woman to be like him. The woman wants the man to be like him. And he's saying that it is marriage or relationship is not as if you, are, you agree or you are compatible or you are one. But it's that you deal with the incompatibility. In other words, not able to exist together. The word incompatibility means compatible means to exist together. Are you there with me? To agree, to be together. Incompatible means that not able to exist together without trouble or conflict. You can never live together without trouble or conflict. That is the first rule you should understand in every relationship. The problem and the stress we are having, worrying pastors, worrying counselors, and worrying ourselves, and having antidepressants, and doing all kinds of things, that we think that marriage is the best institution, that there's no problem. A relationship should not have a problem. And he's saying that the love or the relationship about the man and the woman is not a happy marriage. It's not as much as whether you are compatible, whether you agree throughout 90%, 100% and all those things. Anybody that tells you is in marriage and say that we in every relationship, the relationship I'm in, we have never fought before. The relationship is all right. In our marriage, we are okay. That person is a big liar and look for that person. Enjoy the person for me. 
So don't be fooled or be deceived to see couples outside looking nice and holding hands together and walking around as if their heels are not touching ground to deceive you to think that they are living in a paradise where they don't argue or fight or disagree or have their challenges. It's a lie. Because you see, the whole world is created for problems to be solved. And God doesn't work out of perfection. God works out of chaos. And relationship or marriage starts first from chaotic situation before it works into perfection. Chaos in the sense that you, the man, doesn't know yourself. You, the woman, doesn't know yourself. Your parents are not the same. You are not raised from the same environment. Your ideals, your, your expectations, your dreams, your, your, your passion, your drive, whatever you have cultivated over time, your friends and everything, both the man and the woman, all of you have gone through certain things and you have come together and said you want to stay together. It doesn't work that way. So when you are contemplating marriage, those of you in marriage and those of you want to go into marriage, before you contemplate or whilst you are in marriage, understand that there will be conflicts. There will be misunderstandings. The issue is not about the misunderstandings that comes, but how you deal with the misunderstandings. Because bottom line, whether you run away from it or you stay in it, There is no relationship that there is no storms. Write it down. So don't deceive yourself to think that whilst the gentleman is coming cute and all the time he's calm and he looks nice and he looks sharp and the woman also looks romantic, it means that that is how he's going to stay forever in your marriage. It's a lie. Problems and the shocks of people is that they over expected in relationship and entered in and saw that that is not the truth. And instead of them realizing that this is the fundamental problem, they rather get angry and they walk out. You can marry 20 times, but you face the same thing. Because it is the fundamental rule. The thing is not about how compatible you are, but the thing is how you are dealing with your incompatibility. Take note. The next thing, is that a successful marriage isn't the union of two perfect people. A successful marriage isn't the union of two perfect people. It is that of two imperfect people who have learned the value of forgiveness and grace. This was said by Darlene Sackett. A successful marriage isn't the union of two perfect people. In other words, you don't get angels in marriage. If you are looking for an angel in your relationship, then go to heaven. <laughs> Madam Wright, Mr. Wright, that we don't understand and all the time we are having problems and you don't want the world to sleep. We don't want our life to sleep. Disturbing doctors, they are giving you medications and still it's not working and all those is because you think you are married to an angel. So everything should be angelic. The person can be called Angelica. (laughs) But she will not be an angel. Get to know that. I believe in the hard truth. You see, the church over the years have also not helped us. Because you see, we cover up in the sense of the Bible and we don't tell the truth. 
So even when you are talking about sex issues in relationship, Christians frown upon it. But we forget that God created it for marriage purposes. And the way you even handle it in your marriage can even enhance the betterment of your marriage. Communication is key in every marriage relationship. How you treat each other is very important. When you see your parents stayed for 30 years, 20 years, 40 years, whatever, ask them whether they have never quarreled before. Hello? The issue and the problems in our relationship today is about ego. Say ego. Say ego. We are so egoistic that we find it difficult to understand that we ourselves, we have a problem. Before you think of the problem of your spouse, think of your own problem first. Because there's thinkiness thinks from you first before him or her. But if you always want to play the role of Mr. Wright in the relation of Madam Wright, you will not see where the problem is coming from. Can I talk to you? The seat is getting hotter. I do go. So, marriage, if you are thinking that you are looking for the most, right now that you are in it, those of you are cutting and you are holding and buying ice cream and, and eating yogurt and going to cinema, it's not going to be like that. Get it from day one. It's never going to be like that. When you hit the road, that smooth road you were traveling before will change into bumper. Hello? So when you get there, you, you, when you get to rough roads, your, your steering control should be better. You think more than, than when you are on the smooth road. You calculate more. You apply your brakes. You slow down. In certain areas, you can't rush the car. In the same vein, when you are caught in on your smooth road, you can run everywhere. <laughs> but when you enter into marriage, give yourself some months and you start entering to the rough road. When you start getting there, know that you need to give half crotch. Break a little. Balance it. And then you are going. That is the only way you can get to your destination. Because if not... You will crash the car in the middle. And a lot of people have crashed their car and they have destroyed their wheels. Because they forgot that the speed they were maintaining on the smooth road, smooth road is not the same thing at the bypass. So they were just still driving and can hit into a gutter. Bye! And the whole shock, the boy joint, everything will come out. And the car will be there. And there are marriages that a boy joints and everything have come out. Because you see, they never thought that that is how the road is going to be like. Tell the person the road is not easy. Don't deceive yourself. If you like after this, you can, you can choose to marry or not to marry. <laughs> or run away from wherever you are. But wherever you run away, you will meet it. Don't be deceived. Don't let anybody deceive you. And guys, don't think that Madam A is better than Madam B. If Madam B will understand what I'm teaching you, and you, mister, you will understand what I'm teaching you. The two of you can live together. We make the thing hell because we are too selfish. Tell somebody and tell the person you are too selfish. Tell the person, why do you love yourself so much? And you don't consider the feeling of another person. That is where the whole chaos is about. 
Communication can therefore be defined as the activity of conveying information through the exchange of thoughts. Through the exchange of thoughts. So even your thoughts, because your thoughts will reflect in your actions. You are communicating. You are angry. I'm not angry. But the thing is that you are not angry, but you are, you are thinking anger. And he show you on your face and you are pretending you are not angry. You are sad. Oh, me, I'm inside. I'm not sad. I'm okay. But in your face, sadness is written. You just want me to walk away. Then you can say whatever you have to say. So it's communication. So you can't pretend around it that I didn't say anything. It's not naturally like verbal. I mean, communication experts can tell you that about almost 85% of our communication is not verbal. Verbal, which is speaking, is even less than writing. But if you look at non-verbal communications, our actions, our mannerism, our gestures, speaks louder than anything. So it's, a, it's developed as a conveyor of information through the exchange of your thoughts, messages, or information as by speech, visuals, signals, writing, or behavior. You, you sometimes you're writing the way you even send a text message can tell me you are angry. So I asked you, you said, no, 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 no. Ah, that the text message show anything. But the thing is that you show you the WhatsApp message you show. <laughs> so yes, you have not told me, but I have read into it. So be careful what you send and how you communicate. It goes beyond. He said, in order to have a successful marriage, you have to make yourself an expert in communication. An expert in communication. For you to have a successful marriage, you, need to have an, you have to be an expert in communication. Every relationship has a cycle. Every relationship, take note, every relationship has a cycle. But it has a cycle. A cycle by which it moves. Which is sequential. Cycle is the word sequential. In the beginning, you fell in love with your spouse. That is how it works. In the beginning, you fell in love. How many of you have fallen in love before? Falling in love with Kofi. Falling in love with Jesus. You fell in love. In the beginning, you fell in love with your spouse. You anticipated their call. You, you know how it works. Hey, is he going to call me? You went to the office and your phone is by your side. You are expecting that the first call should ring. So how do you feel? So, this morning I'm not good. <laughs> Hello. And then you change your voice. The very voice you use, you will not use that voice. So you anticipated their call. Wanted their touch. And you didn't hold me. And you were running and leaving me. How many of you can guess those things I'm talking about? Don't pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. You like their idiosyncrasies. And what do you mean by idiosyncrasies? I mean, the naughty things they do. I mean, even foolish things they do, you, you love it. Say, so that is my guy. That's my lady. So, even, even the person is foolish, he said, oh, I love it. Love it. Falling in love with your spouse wasn't hard. It wasn't hard around that time. Everything was roller skating. And you are enjoying it. And you are feeling good. In fact, it was a completely spontaneous experience. Before you realize you were shipped off. 
and you were hearing at the background some nice songs. You didn't look, love is a beautiful thing. Tell somebody, love is a beautiful thing. It's so beautiful, but we men have made it bitter. Love is a beautiful thing because God is love. You didn't have to do anything. That is why it is called falling in love. You fall. Because why? It is happening to you. You know it. You feel it. People in love sometimes say, I was swept off my feet. Think about the imagery of that expression. I was swept off. Can you guess it? Can I have a guy who has a macho ear? Can I have a guy? Quickly, quickly. Can I have a guy who has a macho ear? Michael, come. Michael, come. If they are not getting up, Michael, come. You can help me. They can Michael stand here. To be swept off. I'm looking for a younger. Maybe come. You two, you are my daughter. Come. Maybe come. You are my daughter. You, the Michael, can handle you. I want to see how romantic you are. So, so, so carry us. So you see, he swept her off her feet. Before Mabel could say Jack, she's in the air. And that is how love makes you. Anytime love enters into your life, you feel like you are walking in the moon. Moon rocker. <laughs> you can take your seat. Put your hands together for the Lord. We are bringing memories. Those of you married, you remember that day. Under the coconut tree. Under the forget me not tree. When he brought the flowers and he said, la 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 la. And all the time you hide behind the walls and be whistling. He knows your father has a gun but he's not even afraid to die. And he tell you, if it's about your love, I'll even die. So look, I can even lie down for you to walk on me and I don't even care. The whole world will hate us, but me, I will not hate you. But Nandi, I in the love, he said, look at your face. I regretted I married you. Where did I even pick you from? But yet you forgot that you are the sugar in my tea. So when I dreamt, anytime I dream, I dream about you. I wake up with you in my mind. And darling, I can't do anything. Love. Love one thing, thing. So it is to sweep you off. But remember that Daniel was saying that the issue of marriage and relationship is about forgiveness and grace. If you can't put in the center of your heart forgiveness, you cannot stay in a relationship where you cannot marry. Because it happened to you, you didn't prepare for it, you found yourself in it. And everybody one way or the other you will, ever, you will fall in love. It implies that you were just standing there doing nothing and then something came along and happened to you. That is to be swept off. Falling in love is easy. It's a passive and spontaneous experience. But after a few years of marriage, the euphoria of love fades. Tell somebody it fades. It fades. It's a reality. It will fade. 
It's just that you painted your house nicely. The first time everybody says, wow, this paint is nice. Leave it for some time. The tone of the color will go down. If you don't repaint it, the same house that looks nice to everybody, now people pass and say, ah, what is happening to this wall? You see cracks. You see the paint fading off. You see corrosion and everything happening. It's the same thing if you leave your marriage and your relationship over time. Do you know that when you paint every year, you spend less than when you leave it for a long time? So you have more work when you leave your relationship and you don't care about it. To repair it, sometimes it's too expensive. Because you overlooked certain little, little things and you didn't deal with it. But after a few years of marriage, the euphoria of love fades. It will fade. Tell somebody to fade. So if it has faded in your marriage, you left it for a long time. You don't get frustrated. Work at it. It is the natural cycle of every relationship. Slowly but surely, phone calls becomes a border. Hello? Are you, are you here? Now you pick the phone to call. You don't even call because you are engaged in so many things. Work takes time. And meanwhile, those days, even no matter how work it, you call. Oh, you call. But this time you give excuses. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Phone calls becomes a border. If they come at all, touch is not always welcome. There are people in marriage, you don't even feel like giving having sex or to touch your partner. In fact, those days when you are walking in town, you want to hold each other. Right now when you are walking in town, there is a gap. Hello? Even in bed, sometimes you will sleep on the floor and the man is sleeping on the bed. And right now with the, with the modern day stupidity also is to have more rooms and the woman has her own room, the man also has her own room. That in itself is a division of the relationship. Look, if that is how you are married here and you are living, I want you to know that the foreigners did it that way because they have a reason for it. And that is why their marriages are dying. Move straight into your bedroom. The reason why the man and the woman sleeps on one bed, there is, a, there is a reason for it. Because no matter how you don't agree, when you sleep, you hit each other. And that alone can help you solve your problem before the next day. Where did you learn that thing from? I have my bedroom, he has my bedroom. What privacy do you have? When you marry, your privacy is broken. You don't have a privacy. In fact, if you want freedom, don't marry. Write it down. Write it down. If you want freedom, don't marry. Walk alone. Amen. Because the very day you marry, you sell your freedom. I was telling them on Tuesday. That when you are alone, you can go anywhere you want to go. Do whatever you want to do. Hang out anytime. And nobody can call you except your mother or your father. To find out where you are because love cares. But when you are living on your own and you are working, nobody controls you. You can go to disco. You can eat whatever you want to eat. You can be at the cinema. You can hang out anytime. In fact, if you come and you remove your things and throw it anywhere, you don't care because that is your room. Whether you sweep there, you don't sweep there, nobody cares. Whether you bath or you don't bath for three days, nobody cares. If you like brush and don't brush your teeth, nobody will disturb you. But when you get married, somebody will ask you, why are you not bathing? Somebody will ask you, why didn't you brush your teeth? When you are out there, somebody will call you and say, oh darling, where are you? When are you coming back? He said, don't disturb me. Me, I walk alone. When I didn't marry you, I go, no, 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 no. You didn't. For the day you married, you sold your freedom. So somebody will ask you, who is this that is calling you? I want to know. But those days, somebody, everybody can call you and you don't care. And nobody will ask you. 
But around that time, you need to answer for who called you. You need to answer why you went to where you went to. If you think you are not ready for that thing, don't bother yourself and come and disturb us in marriage. Because whether you like it or not, somebody will check on you and ask you. Someone will ask you, what did you do with that money I gave you? He said, am I a small girl to ask me that question? Yes, you are. Because if you are not ready to be questioned, then don't enter into relationship. Hello? Fanta chocolate generation love. Me, you can't ask me that. Am I a small boy? Am I a small girl? No, 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 no. no. Brother, the lady will ask you, who is that lady? Don't get angry, explain. And that is where we have the problem. You see, the issue of man's freedom makes him to be possessive of his territory. Because, let me tell you something. Every man has a space. Say space. Space. Say space. Space. Now, the space of a man means that in my space, I am comfortable. And anytime you invade anybody's space, the person, the, 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 what do you call it? There will be an agitation. Are you getting me? If you chase a snake into a hole, the snake will destroy you. If you follow a lion into his space, you are dead. They get vulnerable when they are out. But in their space, they are stronger. The same thing with every human being. Because your space is where you have your freedom. And you can do whatever. And everybody loves his space. Nothing invades your space until you marry. Marriage or relationship is the only thing that can break into your space. Without your permission. So already there is a conflict. The conflict is that you are not used to. People interfering with your space. But right now, you need to be able to let that space go to somebody you never knew before. How can you handle it? That is why if you are alive, you can't marry until you are dead. So living people don't marry. You are alive to your feelings. You are alive to this. I don't like that. You can be the most neatest person on earth. And that is your space. And then you marry a lady or a gentleman who is not neat. You, you do your things meticulously. You pick things and you put it here. And you know that is where it is. It has to be there. You marry somebody who carry it and put it somewhere. You have to go and look for it. Where is my socks? The socks is... If you like get angry, you can get angry till the kingdom come. You should know that you are in chaos working out perfection. we are saying and it's funny these little little things we call it little foxes that is what has destroyed the vine of relationship because we never understood that I don't know why she's behaving that way she has to behave that way in the marriage because she's now in your space and doesn't even know your space why is he behaving that way he's behaving that way that he's in your space which is a strange land and he's also finding his bearing hello so, can I tell you this? It takes two stupid people to marry. Write it down. You think it takes two wise people? It's not, it's a lie. You cannot be wise in your marriage. Because wise people take note of everything. You need to be stupid to close your eyes on certain things. Hello? To be able to go through. 
Sometimes when children come in and all those things, there are certain times you, the man, you have to forgo your sleep. You have to start changing the nappies of the child. Put the child to sleep because your wife is also needs rest. You alternate. When somebody comes and meet you, say, hey, is that what your wife has turned you into? Hey. Have you heard it before? Yes. You see, that when you love somebody, you do things for the person. Yes. Amen. So you need to get those, those, those clarity. It, it is there. It is a natural thing you can't run away from. So you see, when you want to run away from, it creates tension. And it breeds in problems. And so you think that your marriage always have problems, but they don't have. It's because you have no knowledge. And I was sharing with somebody that the, 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 I realized I have a phone. I was working on the phone. And I switched the configuration into French. Because I was doing some communications in French. So when I finished doing my communication in French, I was switching back to English. I did that alright, but I didn't set it well. So on my keypad... Though I have changed the language, but on my keypad, it's still in French. So when I tap the English words, it, it doesn't edit and it doesn't do it. So I was getting confused. I what is happening? And I'll go back to the setting and I'll do but still, I'm still having it. Then I showed it to one of my children. I said, ah, look at it. I'm having a challenge. Then he said, oh, it's the keypad. So he just tapped the keypad. And I realized on the keypad, when I touch the keypad, it will change the languages even for me. So he touched on the keypad and he changed to English. Now when I tap, everything was going. I said, that is how I learn." And I said, you see how ignorance can cost you. There are things we fast and pray about. About our relationship and marriages. That we don't need to fast and pray about it. It is because we don't have knowledge. Simple. Look, if we will understand God with information, we will not waste our breath on certain things. To even pray. We will worship God. And anytime we are praying, we will pray about the magnitude of God. But you see, in the place of our ignorance, we waste time. And yet, the issue is there. And we are not dealing with it. Sometimes people sit before me and with their marriage issues for counseling. And I listen to them and realize that this is a simple issue. It is not about prayer. It's about pride that needs to be dealt with. Or lack of information that was not there. If you don't know how to take your medication, you will definitely can die. But if you know how to use the medication, you'll be alive. Am I right? So tell somebody, information is critical. critical. Amen. So it's important for you to know that when those things begin to fade off, touch is not always welcome. When it happens, and your spouse are doing critical, instead of being cute, drives you nuts. Now your wife or your woman or a guy can look cute. You say you're a cute guy. Now the person is cute, you're angry. The symptoms of this day vary with every relationship. But if you think about your marriage you will notice a dramatic difference between the initial stage and when you were in love and presently where your relationship is much duller and, can, and are not so much in love. That means when you look at it, you realize that so many things have changed. It is not the same way as the ice cream and chocolate love. Hello? Now work is taking your time. M- money, certain activities, Stress, here, everything. They all come to play. And sometimes even children coming in. You found that you married, you went to honeymoon before you know pregnancy is there. You didn't even enjoy your love. And then a child comes in and step in. And the child is sharing your love. 
That is why in certain relationships, you realize that the man tends to love the daughter and then you see the mother loving the, the son. They, they, they deliberately hide their love in their children. Hello? And sometimes if you don't take that, they become possessive of those children. It can affect their marriage. It can affect their relationship. But please, you can love your children, but love your wife more and love your husband more. Can I say an amen to that? Because the child will leave. Bible says, train up the child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will never depart from it. Every child will leave the home. It will be left with the two of you. See, marriage happens this way. The two of you met first, no children. Children comes in. Children will leave. And it will be left still the two of you. If you don't build your relationship and you play cat and mouse game around your children to preserve your love, when they have left, you will disturb them. That is why you see mommy taking his back and go and sit at the son's house. I am coming for a visit. <laughs> but the truth is that he can't sleep with his child. So naturally, there is an atone love. So anything the woman, the wife does, the mother doesn't understand that there is a space for that woman to grow, to also mature. She will begin intruding. What are you going to give to my child? No, 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 no. That's not what my child has been eating. She enters in there begin to control because her love is following the son. And the father also will pick pick up. Yes. Jessica, how are you doing? I'm fine. As if he cares. How is your husband treating you? I'm not married to you. Mommy is there. Talk to mommy. Whenever daddy is born, he's looking for Jessica to call. He will stay with Jessica on the line for a long time talking and, and using Jessica to soothe his love at the expense of his wife. And so the husband will start having challenges. Who are you talking to? My dad. And every time the wife will say, my dad, my dad, my dad, my dad. And what about me? And this thing also creates more problems in marriage and relationships. Can I preach to you? You can laugh, but give your children the space for them to grow and mature in their marriage and relationship. It's important. At this point, your spouse might start asking, did I marry the right person? How many of you have gone through that before? Give me a wave. Don't pretend. Because you think when you go home, they <laughs> some people are hiding. All of you that have married, you have asked that question before. Don't pretend. Did I marry the right person? And as you and your spouse reflect on the euphoria of the love you once had, you may begin to desire that experience with someone else. Are we getting to some waters? You begin to desire that experience with someone else because you feel like that thing is no more there for you because that is what moved you into it. That what gave you the picture. Now the thing is not there. You begin to feel for someone else. This is when re, this is when marriages break down. This is when marriages do what? When you don't arrest that fading part of the relationship at a certain point because you are not getting the love. Are you there with me? That you used to have with your partner. You now begin to look elsewhere. You see your eyes rolling away. You see, when you don't treat a child well, you don't give the child very good food. 
You see your child behind you and then a child is turning his neck. He's looking at the bullfrogs. <laughs> it happens. This is where marriages break down. People blame their spouse for their unhappiness and look outside their marriage for fulfillment. When it happened that way, they have all kinds of excuses and all kinds of challenge. And you are not making me happy now. And you don't love me. You don't make time for me. And you are not there for me. And when I call you, you don't even respond. And you know what it means. And it continues and on and on and on and on. So now somebody comes around who tries to show care. Either the secretary or the close friend or whatever it is. So he now begins, or he or she now begins to think that this person cares more than my husband. This person cares more than my wife. And before you know, he or she is looking for that comfort. Hello? There are people who are in marriage that even sleep together. They'll be having sex together. But the actual sense is that the man is not having sex with his wife. He's having sex with another woman. Because of the strain in the relationship, some woman has occupied in there. So anytime it's happening, for him to, to exert himself to enjoy, he will pretend he's enjoying the wife, but he's enjoying somebody else. There are some women, they will be lying down and they will be screaming at you, the man you think you are on top of the world. But the actual sense is that they are enjoying Mr. John or somewhere. Somebody they admired so much and they wish they could have sometimes it's not they going to sleep with the person but they wish they could have had that person because they think the person is too romantic, he's too attractive he's too good and so they imbibe the person into their spirit and in the love making bed they exchange those things. That is even worse than infidelity. Am I preaching somebody? Because if they don't do that they cannot enter their orgasm. If they don't do that they cannot even enjoy themselves. That is how serious fading. If you don't check the fading process of your love to work at it. Tell somebody relationship is work. Tell the person is work. Just like your house. You can't paint your house and look nice. You enter into the house and you forget about renovating the house or doing anything about the house. At a certain time, the whole place will, will wear out and will destroy the same thing you can't enter into marriage and leave your doors open and think that no, we don't need it again. Some women get married and maybe they enter into it and children start coming and they leave themselves anyhow. To them, now I'm married, I've settled. Why should I even take care of myself? Little things the man complain, they will not even work at it and it passes up becomes an issue. Hello? If you don't do it, this is what happens. Infidelity is the most obvious. But sometimes people tend to work. Church, a hobby, a friendship, exercise, TV, or abusive substances. Some people, if they don't go out, what they do is that they tie all their activities into church. Hello? All night services all around. Because that is the only thing she thinks she can go and do to take care of her life. And you see the guys sometimes hanging out in clubs. Drinking with friends. Going out doing things. They don't even feel like coming back home. Hello? When they get home, everybody's asleep. They come and knock, open their door and sleep and wake up and move on. There is no joy in the house. They don't want to leave the marriage. There they are not leaving. But the thing is that they don't see eye to eye. 
and they don't realize that the thing is about the two of them to stop their nonsense and their foolishness to settle down and say, listen, this, when we began our love, you swept him off my leg. But now the honeymoon, that's why we have honeymoon. I have finished walking on the moon. I'm walking on the earth. And walking on the earth is a reality. It's not about muraka. The James Bond car, if you looked at it and think that is how it is, it changes. It can go under the water, but it comes on the surface. Am I talking to somebody here? But if you still think that love, the first love, the way you met yourself and you love yourself, is the same thing. You have a challenge. You need to work on it to, to keep it or to increase it. It doesn't work by leaving it. Some will go to friends. Some will go and watch TV. Some will use substances. Some will be drinking. They enter into drinking. They were not drunkards before, but now they have turned into drunkards because the thing is eating them up. But the answer to this dilemma does not lie outside your marriage. This dilemma of problems in your marriage does not lie outside of your marriage. For you to go and have extramarital affairs or go into drinking or use abusive substances or engage with friends to take your pleasure or, or, or channel it into other things or whatever. It doesn't lie. The solution does not lie outside of your marriage. But within it. The solution is within it. I'm not saying you cannot fall in love with someone else. You will. When things are going bad and somebody comes, sometimes it can happen that way. But listen to me. You could and might temporarily feel better when it happens. You could temporarily feel better with your friends, hanging out with your friends, drinking at the club or watching movies or temporarily you think it's alright. But you would be back in the same situation a few years to come. Because succeeding in marriage is not finding the right person. But it is learning to love the person you have. That is all. I repeat. You could and might temporarily feel better with all the things you are doing and think it's alright. But you would be back in the same situation a few years to come. Because succeeding in marriage is not finding the right person but it is learning to love the person you have. Sustaining love is not a passive or spontaneous experience. It will never just happen to you. You can't find lasting love. That is why we have the expression, the labor of love. Because it takes time. Take note of the, of the things, the ingredients, then I'm ending here. It takes time. Say time. Effort. Say Effort. Say energy. energy. So it will take you time. It will take you effort. It will take you energy. For you to work for your marriage to still keep its freshness and keep the strength and the breath in the relationship. Without that, you can't get it going. Because you know why? Most important, it takes wisdom. You need wisdom. Tell somebody wisdom. You have to know what to do to make your marriage work. Next week, I'll continue with you. Rise up on your feet. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at 
www.icgceastagon.com or email to yawatempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you.